Welcome to Sounds from the Shelves. I'm Mika. I'm Sarah. And I'm Lee. And today we are excited to have a guest with us. Our guest today is the founder and executive director of the nonprofit group Curly Me, Alicia Derso. Welcome. Thank you, ladies. Thank you so much for having me. Would you like to introduce yourself and your organization? Sure thing. My name is Alicia Deriso. I am the founder and executive director <laughs> of Curly Me, and I'm just happy to be here at the Kearns Library. Woohoo! Woo-oh. <laughs> yeah, we, we do the we little. We do our sound, okay? Yeah. <laughs> All right. What inspired you to start Curly Me? Um, I just wanted, I saw a need in the community, um, and I wanted to be a part of the solution. I moved to Utah in 2013, and um, I did not plan to stay here past two and a half years. So the fact that I'm here almost a decade later is amazing to me. Mm-hmm. But in 2015, I started to really notice my surroundings and seeing um, little black girls and varying types of families. And I'm like, I wonder what's out there. And I usually um, would be outside anywhere. Anyway, downtown, I would walk the streets. I was a street walker, still kind of am during the warmer months, getting to know um, where I was. And I didn't see a lot of stuff going on for little black girls. So I wanted to be, like I said, a part of the solution. I wanted to try and offer something, something that I had back home in New Jersey. And that's why, that's where it came from. That's why I started Curly Me. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. It's it's so important. Um, yeah. So I moved here in what 2015, and um, yeah, didn't plan to stay. I was just gonna do my grad graduate program, right? Exactly. And, and then um, I fell in love with the mountains, and um, I got the job here. And it's just yeah. that's how it happened. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the same thing. You like yeah. you see you see a need and you want to fulfill it. You want to be that person, you know, in the community that people can come to. I'll be a part of. I mean, there are so many yeah. other um, resources that we do have now in the community for families. Um, so I'm not saying that I'm the only one, right? Mm-hmm. It does take a village. That proverb it takes a village. Um, but we wanted. I wanted to be a part of that that community of people that provide resources to our girls and their families. So Curly Me is a resource. This is our mission statement. We're a resource for families with black girls between the ages of 5 and 14. We hold quarterly events and group mentoring to help educate, empower, and encourage them to be their best selves. And that mission alone that encompasses our vision, we want to educate, empower, and encourage them to be their best selves. And part of the reason why we chose the the age group is because right before you get to high school, you're going through uh, some changes and then it gets oh, crazy yeah. in high school. Oh, and yeah. You're just like, what is what is that? And yeah. it's just like we want to be able to to stand in the gap for for the girls who may be the only only one in this in their school or the only one in their grade. I have some experience with that. Though I'm from New Jersey, I did go to predominantly white schools. And so I understand how isolating sometimes that could be. Especially when it comes to Black History Month, everybody wants to look at you. Mm-hmm. And so we want to be a part of the space where we can encourage the girls where it's like sometimes you are the only one and that's OK. You can still be proud of your your skin. You could be proud of your structure, that your person. You could be surely be proud of your hair yes. and you could tell people, no, don't touch me. Mm-hmm. This is my mm-hmm. personal space. 
And so we try and make sure we reinforce some of these things that parents are teaching their children at home or may not know yet. Um, We want to make sure that we are standing in the gap, like I said earlier. Awesome. What do you envision for, like, the future of Curly Me? Girl, we still in the present, but but, um, I'm a big dreamer. I found out through this process of making Curly Me a nonprofit. We started out, like I said, in 2015, but we didn't become a nonprofit until 2018. Um, And so, like Lee was saying, um, I, too, came out here for graduate school, and it didn't work out. So I was on my life journey trying to figure out, and that's where Curly Me came about. And through the process of figuring my life out, Curly Me kept growing. And so what it allowed, it showed me that I can dream and things continue to establish my faith that, you know, if you dream, things are possible. So some of the big dreams that I have for the future are getting our girls to see a HBCU. We don't have any in the mountainous area, but so that means we got to get on a plane. And I love mm-hmm. to fly. I'm not going to say which airline, but I love to fly and um, want them to be able to see an HBCU. Why not have Curly Me in the mountainous region? So that means expanding to possibly other states. I mean, like dream big and, and work with the resources. And, and through that, you'll get more resources and more partners and more collaborative people that want to see Curly Me in other spaces. Because of Curly Me, I think almost anything is possible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so um, those are some of the big dreams that we have for the, for the future, if not the biggest dream that we can see right now, that I can see right now. That's really yeah. cool. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's what you want. You know, you want to grow and expand your community and your network. Yeah. Um, and it just it, it brings about more of a safe space. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, I'm going to be honest with you. I would love for it to expand. but if the assignment is to stay in Utah. I'm all right with that, too, mm-hmm. because once Curly Me got going and you really start seeing the impact that it has and we're actually growing older with these kids, mm-hmm. <laughs> like we have several girls that started out six, seven. We're about to turn five this year. And so six, seven means that they're 11, 12. Yeah. I just got goosebumps. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> wild. Yeah. And you haven't even like gotten to the good. <laughs> it's wild to yeah. see these girls developing into mm-hmm. like their person and having their mm-hmm. own opinions. And you're figuring out where their voices and you're learning their voices with them. And it's mm-hmm. like, I'm not a parent, so I don't get to see this all the time. So when we were going through COVID, when it first mm-hmm. came to be, we had one event that year. And that's changed the world with her. And I'll tell you all about that a little bit later. But we were able to have one event in person and then life just shut down. And so then when you come back after that and we came back in about was it July of 2021, these kids have things that they didn't have me when the last time I saw them in person. And I'm like. What is going on here? <laughs> Same thing happened at the library. Yeah. Yeah. We came back and we're like, why are you like taller than me now? You're taller. Why, why do you have a Where deeper voice? Like, yes, yes. Your feet look bigger. It's yes. just like you just start to Everything. look at these. These children yeah. are growing up to be young adults. And mm-hmm. Curly Me wants to be a part of that young adult development. Like, why mm-hmm. not? Right. The we're process here. is amazing. It to be is. Honest. Yeah. So I can imagine for, for anybody in the room who's a parent, I'm like, yeah. wow, you get to see this all the time. But to be a community organizer and to stand along with parents and to see and to have the trust of parents, I think, is a bigger thing. Um, You don't just trust everybody with your kids. 
And mm-hmm. so we don't take that lightly. And we have a di- we have all different types, single parents. We have grandparents. We have transracial adoptive parents. We have um, black nuclear families. We have all bi- multiracial families. And so foster care and all of that. And so it's a beautiful thing that we can come together and really just educate, empower, and encourage these black girls to be their best selves. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> I think at that age, like you can't have enough people in your kid's corner or just like in your corner in your life. So it's got to make like thinking of like those girls like in 10 years, like you're going to have made like the biggest impact on their life. And they're going to look back and like think of you with like the best memories. I like, hope. Really special. Oh, no, they will. They'll think of you with like the best <laughs> well, memories. No, because no, I back home, I, I have that experience. You guys, you mm-hmm. all can remember times in your life, whether it's a teacher or an after school program, um, assistant, the janitor, mm-hmm. like security in high school. You just remember those people that had an imprint on your life, whether they were mm-hmm. just nice to you and said hello, or that they were a part of teaching you life skills. I hope, like you're mm-hmm. saying, that we can have some girls come back and say, you know, I want to be a Curly Me ambassador. We want to develop that as a program Mm -hmm. so that because we go up to 14 and we have girls that are like, well, I'm 14. (laughs) Uh, What's next? And it's like, so we have to create Mm -hmm. um, what's next. And I think that's so exciting that we have girls who want to continue with us um, Mm -hmm. to do the work in the community. They think that it's important to give back to to the program that gave to them, but will continue to give to them. Yes. As they are going into the workforce, as they are thinking about what are my next steps? Is it career? Uh, is it military? Is it college? What is mm-hmm. it? Oh, I think that's so cool that we get an opportunity to do that. Yeah. Do you mind sharing any events you have coming up that you think I are sure awesome? Can. <laughs> Would love to share. Shameless play. No. Yes. So we yes. do have we have our quarterly events, right? So the first quarter of the year, we do change the world with her. And that event actually started at a community center in Salt Lake. Um, And it's basically a career fair. It's developed into a career fair for kids where we find folks that look like the kids in professional settings and they're able to learn from them. We've been able to develop since we started doing it in person again um, following the pandemic. Mm-hmm. We're kind of still in it, but yeah. yeah. Um, it's we, okay. We pretend everything's normal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll go with that. Um, uh, but last year we were, able, we were able to start a panel for the older children. So, like, we definitely learned in 2019. We did a, a slumber party and we learned that the older kids don't want to be with the little kids. And it's just yes. like, but why? It's so fun. It's like, girl, please. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we've developed a panel for our older children. So like our 10 or 11 to 14 year old children where they can go and sit for a little bit longer and talk with um, professionals about like how did they get to their profession? What was you know school like? Whereas with the little kids, they're bopping around from table to table to learn about oh a doctor, a firefighter, uh, um, someone who is in environmental science. Like oh I want to learn about that, and they come and they're able to touch and and learn, and they're not sitting too long. They're bopping mm-hmm. around. Oh yeah. So. And we're able to talk with our families and families are able to connect with other families that may not look like their family. And so it just becomes a really great community. And you can register for this event on our website, (laughs) www.curlyme.org. It's a free event. We provide T-shirts and snacks. It's in South Salt Lake this year. And we're working with the co-op there. 
We're very excited. Abram is the director, and he's been really great. So um, we're just doing the behind the scenes right now. And that's going to be our next event on February 4th, which is a Saturday. It's the first Saturday of Black History Month. Woohoo! Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Um, one of my favorite things as a kid was um, career day. Mm-hmm. Um, never wanted to be a florist, but I learned how to put together a flower arrangement and put a boutonniere together. And, you know, I'm like in fourth grade. I'm like, this is great. Yeah, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, but I also learned that that's not my jam. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Which is great, <laughs> yes. right? Yes. It's you have like, to learn the things you don't want right? to do as well as the things you do want to yeah. do. I agree. I had <laughs> yeah. access to an internship um, when I was graduating from community college and going to a four-year university. And I found out then I did not want to go into research. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. that is not what I want my day-to-day job to be. But it was a great experience in another state. And so we want to make sure our kids have the access to find out, yeah, this isn't my jam. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do like this engineer over here who climbs poles and has videos mm-hmm. of him <laughs> climbing poles for um, a gas company. And so, you know, they go on and they talk to their parents and then we hear about it from the parents, which is so cool. Weeks, my child talked about this for, for weeks, or she wore her tutu for, for months, and it's just like, that's what we want. Mm-hmm. That's what we want. Mm-hmm. Like, grow the passion yeah. and the curiosity. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've just been chatting. And like, <laughs> let, me, let me ask a question. Um, so, um, you have all these events and everything. Um, how does a parent or caregiver, how can they sign up their child? For sure. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> www.curlyme.org. <laughs> That's the website. It's we're we're a nonprofit. We're still pretty young. Um, I started Curly Me out of a need, like I said earlier, and so we're still developing what it how to how it is that do we have a membership? Do we not have a membership? This is really just for families who want to be involved in the community at this point. And so we're collecting a little bit of research, a little bit of data collection. We are collecting folks' um, information, but it's really on our website. And you sign up, you give us your information, and then you just come to the event. You'll get a reminder. Don't forget the event. Because sometimes that happens. We're all Mm -hmm. busy, right? Yes. And so you get that um, email reminder. Follow us on social media at CurlyMeSLC on Instagram. Curly Me SLC on Facebook. <laughs> and you can follow us and see the updates, see what we're doing, see what, what else is happening, maybe in Utah or nationally. We're always sharing things um, and we have connections outside of the state as well. So we social media is the best tool when you use it correctly. And we want to make sure that um, if you were to give your child their your phone, if they didn't have one already, and they followed us on Instagram, that they would um, it would be appropriate. Mm-hmm. So you're getting all that appropriate, age-appropriate, fun um, posting on our social media. So it's safe. Awesome. So speaking of that, do you have any like classes or offer like support or mentoring for parents and caregivers? So we did, um, especially during 2020. I'm always, during 2020, when everything, racial injustice, unrest in the community was going on, we definitely connected with um, our network of professionals, whether that was mental health professionals, um, DEI professionals, school counseling professionals. And so we have some of those videos that we can share um, with families, but a lot of it is just talking. And so some families have, I'll say this lightly, some families... (laughs) 
have um, my phone number. Um, we are able to connect them mostly at this point because we're trying to expand our team. Um, we can connect them with professionals like the mental health professionals. And um, we have a braided program for our 11 to 14-year-old girls that we just ended in December. And it was a really good time where we were able to have, on average, 10 girls that came together once a month. Now, though that's not for parents, it is. it does outline what we do with our girls. And if they have any questions, we could definitely um send them more resources on how they could connect with some of the people that we have come in or just see what their kids are learning. Mm -hmm. So we plan on doing that again this year. We might add a little twist onto it. The girls asked for a slumber party. So <laughs> when you ask, we got to figure it out. Cause I mean, like who doesn't love a good sl slumber party mm -hmm. and you have to have other people there like mentors. Mm -hmm. So when Alicia goes to bed at 1030, <laughs> um, no one's out doing anything crazy. Right. And wherever we are. So um, and then also having things, maybe incorporating things for the parents while the children or while the girls are doing something else. That's definitely something we want to bring back. It's just evolving with bringing on more people into our group. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of adapting to different situations oh, and changes. Yeah. <laughs> it's a thing. Um, running a nonprofit. I work a day job as well. Um, it is. It's not simple. It's not. Mm -hmm. It's especially when you you dream and you have mm -hmm. vision and you and you want to do all those things. Um, but you don't necessarily have the background. So I went I'm going back to school now mm -hmm. to, to fill in some gaps and it's working. I will say I'm going into my second semester. So it's working. But in order for us to continue to grow in like I'm getting the knowledge, but we need the people to actually do the mm -hmm. work. Mm -hmm. Um, we're working with an organization, statewide organization that we're going to be hiring some folk, um, in for a couple of months and they're going to help us with program development and with, um, administrative assistant work and getting some of our information that we're getting from parents, mm -hmm. putting it in more in an organized fashion. So, um, we can continue to grow. Mm -hmm. Not having the background experience shouldn't stop anyone. Um, there's so many resources on YouTube. I mean, these libraries now, the fact that you guys have this, this, this sound um, room in the yeah. library is a big deal. I mean, like, this is pretty dope. But um, we have so many resources around us that I would just encourage. And I know you may not have asked this question mm -hmm. yet, but I wanted to say if it's something that you don't know about, there are so many resources around us, people, if you just get out of your comfort zone, Curly Me has made me, I'm an extrovert, so I can talk, but <laughs> it's sometimes even restraining yourself in certain situations where you're, you shouldn't talk, you should just listen. And so sometimes you have to put yourself out there. Creating the mission statement that I said earlier was like me talking to random people and they're like, oh, so what do you do? And I'm like, well, <laughs> you know, you write it down and it's like, OK, it didn't make sense. They look lost. And so you go back to the drawing board and you come back and you're like, this is what it and it's like, OK, that makes OK. They don't look so confused. And then you just keep doing it. And eventually you get a mission statement that makes sense. And actually you, is what you do. But you will never be able to get to that point if you don't put yourself out there, use the resources that are available. The worst thing people can tell you is no. Mm -hmm. 
or they just won't respond to your emails. I've gotten that too. In my experience, the worst thing they can do is say yes. Then you go, oh, I have to do stuff now. Right? <laughs> right. You're like, oh, this is happening. Okay. Mm-hmm. That is definitely a response that I've had. Yeah. This is actually happening. We, we have a headquarters now. I used to have Curly Me in my home. And I purchased my home for a specific reason for me and Curly Me. Then I got married. And I'm like, this place doesn't seem as big. Yeah. <laughs> and so through prayer and the board, having a board is another thing as well. But the board and the encouragement from them and the connections of just talking to people, we were able to get our space fully funded That's for amazing. two years. Yeah. So really now amazing. Curly Me doesn't exist in my house. <laughs> All of the things that were in, in, our ho- in, mm-hmm. my, well, in our house now that basically were only used for Curly Me are now have their own home. And that is such a big deal to be able. And it's not just for Curly Me stuff. It's we could do our programming there. We can have events there. So if we can't find anywhere else, we could do it at the headquarters. That's such a blessing to be able to say, oh, yeah, braided just we could just do it here. Mm-hmm. We have free soda. <laughs> <laughs> and all the kids love free soda. And it's yeah. just like giving them it's more space. Mm-hmm. We have a boardroom and it's just It gives them a home away from home. Yeah. 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 And so hopefully as we continue to grow, the next step is to, like I was saying, hire, um, maybe get me full time eventually or at least part time (laughs) Um, because no one gets paid. We're still doing this via volunteer. And it's just like this is good work that we're doing. I'm not I believe in what Curly Me is and what we can bring and offer the community and bring and the community can come together and do with us. And so. But it takes time and it takes uh, legwork, hitting mm-hmm. the pavement, not always driving a car. Sometimes it's I love to table. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, us library staff, yeah. we, know, we know how to table. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You guys do a really good job. Oh, thank all you. of Salt Lake County's um, libraries do very well at tabling. They have all of the things. It may not be like candies all the time but you got the stickers you got the bookmarks it's some good stuff and i'm telling you i do libraries and so it's like i find them and you guys do a really great job yeah thank you well and your space is gorgeous too i saw the video you posted on your instagram of like you like starting off in your like own space and then moving in and i think that also shows the girls like what you can do with just like hard work yeah and it shows them like you came from this and so they can do like even better which yeah. I think is really amazing. And that's too. the goal. Like we want take your take your time, but we want you to do better than us. Like that mm-hmm. is the goal. Social media and all of the resources, we're not doing all this hard work for you to to struggle. We want you to be able to say confidently that I could go into a room, I learned how to public speak, or I learned how to conduct myself in a room with people I don't know. I'm not as shy. I know when to turn it on and Sometimes when to go back in and be be quiet and then how to work, have the sisterhood of working with other girls that look like you and then knowing also how to work with other people that may not look like you. So um, huge life skills. Mm-hmm. It, it yeah. is. Yeah. And I mean, most people, you have to stumble through it in your adulthood. Like you get thrown in. They're like, hey, welcome to adulthood. Figure it out. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you know, and we, we've all stumbled. We've mm-hmm. all tripped. We've all, you know, been like, I am so sorry. That was so wrong. You know, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's a great way to like 
tell the kids, you know what, we've all been there, we've all done it. And we're going to give you this like safety net because we didn't have it. And so, and yeah. if mm-hmm. you yeah. fall still, like we're not out here like, see, mm, right. we're here to help you. You're right. We're going like, to give you a hand. Yeah. Like, yeah. And it's not just your parents. Mm-hmm. And so that's why, again, it's it's really cool that we have the trust of the parents. They mm-hmm. trust us. We don't again, we do not take that lightly. Because these are kids that are they they're leaders now and they'll continue to lead or they're developing what is their leadership style or what how do I want to present myself to the world? And so mm-hmm. and or they may not even be thinking about that. And it's like, how can we bring that to their attention? Like, it, yes, mm-hmm. you are being watched, but how can you still show up authentically you mm-hmm. in, in different settings? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so important to learn how to just be yourself mm-hmm. and. Mm-hmm. As as a young person, it's so hard mm-hmm. to feel like that's okay mm-hmm. and to know who you even are. Mm-hmm. So I think that's great that you're helping them do that. Yeah. Thank you. I have to stop. Otherwise, I'm going to start crying. Oh, Lord. Sam. <laughs> so you had a summer book club. We did. How did that go? Awesome. So <laughs> I'm going to start from the beginning. Okay. I love to talk about Curly Me, so like you guys have me in my my space. We love stories, so go ahead. (laughs) Okay, great. So 2019, the year was 2019, and I was like, we need to have a book club because we know that um, during the summer, literacy levels may drop. Like Mm -hmm. we're not reading as much. Mm -hmm. I know my story watching Nickelodeon one Saturday, Saturday, one Saturday morning on what was it, ABC, NBC, one of them. But my mom. Like, we would go to the libraries, too, and we had our own book collections. And so I thought it would be great to start a book club where we're reading about black girls by black authors. And actually, our first book club was at the Black Cultural Center at the University of Utah. I met the director, the new director. It was a new center, and I couldn't find a space (laughs) For our book club, so I was like, we're going to end up outside in the park, <laughs> which is fine. But when July hits, it's going to be bad. Yeah, mm-hmm. too hot. <laughs> it's going to be too hot. Yeah. And so um, we were able to meet with the Black Cultural Center, and they were so great to allow us to come in and have our book club there. And the book we read was Piecing Me Together by Renee Watson. Mm-hmm. And we got it from, I got my my copy from the library, from the county library. And so I, of course, encourage the girls, hey, either you can get it from the library or if you're someone who likes to buy your books, you can buy your book. And so that was like my first instant with like not introducing the library to girls because they already, of course, knew about it. But that was the first time. And I found out we have a girl who was an avid reader. So one of our Curly Me girls, then the next year, she picked the book. And she, we were able to partner with a literature um, professor at the University of Utah, and um, they created the questions together. And so then I wasn't leading, they were leading. And I'm like, this is a thing. And so (laughs) then that was 2021, because we skipped over 2020 because of the pandemic. 2021, we read Blended by Sharon Draper. And we also got that book from the library. (laughs) Um, And we were able to kind of like, get them to get all the copies in a certain area so that the girls could get them if they weren't buying them. And I'll say Takara and Dr. Rudds, they led the um, program out again. And so 
2022, we read Brown Girl Dreaming by Jacqueline Woodson. Woodson. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that, now we're on the roll of like, Takara's leading, Dr. Ruz is co-leading, they're co-leading together. And we're, we're gathering more girls that are interested in, new girls that are interested in reading. And we were able to actually buy their books this year because we had some sponsorship and this was through our braided program. And so it's not just, you know, combating literacy now, making sure that these girls are reading, because it is during the summer, it's throughout the summer. Now we're talking about continuing to, to build on our sisterhood. We're talking about reading about girls that, especially in Blended, where we do have uh, multiracial, biracial children, um, this is a book that they can familiarize themselves with. And they feel like, I see myself in this book. Mm-hmm. And that's what we want. And so I'm going to see what Takara and Dr. Rudd decide on this year. I don't know. <laughs> um, I have now been pushed out of a role, which I am so grateful for. Um, but we want it's. Again, it's not just literacy and it's not just sisterhood and and reading together and representation, but it's it's development. It's mm-hmm. you are leading a group and we want you to continue to be able to stretch your wings in whatever capacity that looks like for you. So I am excited about what the book is going to be for 2023. Shout out to <laughs> Takara and Dr. Ritz. <laughs> I have a suggestion. Um, if you don't mind me throwing my two cents in. Yeah. but. Um, I just read a graphic novel called Frizzy, and it literally was the book I needed growing up oh, because wow. I grew up, everyone told me I had the bad hair. Yeah. Um, and, you yeah. know, my mom would like break brushes mm-hmm. trying to get the knots and everything yeah. out of my hair. And it was always pulled back or in mm-hmm. braids or pigtails. And it's just a story of a girl and her mom learning to connect and mm-hmm. communicate mm-hmm. and learning to love themselves again. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. And it's a graphic novel. So, yeah, it was great. Wonderful. Yeah. I'll have to check it out yeah. and, to, and I'll suggest it to them. But that sounds like a really amazing book. Yeah. And hopefully, like, maybe a book that they can read with their moms. Yeah. Yeah, because that's definitely something that or gets passed guardians. on. Yeah. yeah, it gets passed on. You know, like oh, you're 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 not professional if your hair is curly. You know, you're not professional. Yeah. You're not smart if your hair is natural. Like it's just the whole mm-hmm. thing. And yeah, and we definitely address mm-hmm. all of that as well. So like you hear all the great things and whatnot, but um, the Crown Act exists for a reason. Mm-hmm. And so that was a a piece of legislation that started in California in 2019 um, because black women, mostly, but it doesn't exempt black men, were getting fired and not hired and disciplined from their workplace because of their hair. And it's just like, how do you, that's just another barrier to living the quote unquote American dream or just providing for yourself or yourself and your family. Mm -hmm. So it's just like, how can you dictate to me, because my hair doesn't look like yours, like, why are you judging me on that? What do I, I could do the the work. I got, I have the qualifications. So why does my hair matter in the sense? And that's just another way of um, not including a certain group of people. Mm -hmm. Um, We had, we did try and run the Crown Act um, house bill. Um, It was two different house bills, two different years in um, Utah, but it did not um, get out of committee, I'll say that. And so you can look on our website if you're interested in learning about um, House Bill 117 and House Bill 80, or Senate Bill, sorry, sorry, Senate Bill 80 and Senate Bill 117 from 2020 and 2022. 
2021, 2022. It's on our our website. So you can definitely look into that. But Utah, we we have some work to do because it does exist here. Mm -hmm. Kids are getting picked on because their hair isn't straight and flowy. So then they get braids or they get relaxers, which is like you'll hear somebody say, oh, a perm. Um, but it's a relaxer. And, and now we're having, we're seeing that there's a major national lawsuit um, mm-hmm. against a certain company for selling relaxers to black women that cause uterine cancer. And mm-hmm. so you're just like, you want me to go through all, I say, death, hell, and the grave to make me look like the majority. And this is killing us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's awful. This I, is a- <laughs> yeah. I relaxed my hair once when I was 19. It was Four hours of burning scalp. Yeah. Like, it's painful. Yeah. Yeah. And they don't teach necessarily in Utah. It's a specialty. You have to seek out how to do, um, and I have a story about that. When I first moved here trying to find somebody to do my hair, I go to a hair school because I did that in New Jersey. Mm -hmm. And it was like one of the worst hair experiences of my life. And it's like, girls shouldn't have to go through that. Women should not have to go through that because y'all aren't teaching how to do our hair. We're just, I'm not going to say we're just like everybody else, but we want to have our hair done too. And I should Mm -hmm. be able to go into almost any salon and get my hair done. And the truth be told, I cannot. And because I know where I'm at, I'm not going to trust everybody to do my hair. So um, we do have a resource on our website that connects families to folks that know how to do our hair, um, whether it's braiding, um, natural styles, um, because we have a lot of girls that walk around with braids. And for whatever reason it is, if whether it's guardian can't do my hair or I just prefer braids, that's a whole nother, like, why do you prefer braids? Is it because? Mm-hmm. What are the reasons? Mm-hmm. And so we're not here to really talk about that all the way, but it it also says you still have hair on your head. And mm-hmm. so when you take those braids out, what is, what's going on with your natural hair? Mm-hmm. And if you are natural or if you have a relaxer or, you know, whatever, we want to make sure you're maintaining healthy hair. Healthy hair is the goal. Yeah. And so whatever else you do, fine, but healthy hair. And mm-hmm. having girls to know how to do their, their hair mm-hmm. and not just, you know, I just want you to braid it up. Now, there are days where I don't want to do my hair. We have, everybody is like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There are days we don't want to do our hair, but it's not because we hate it. It's because I got other things to do. So I'm going to just put this up and go on mm-hmm. about my business. But we want to make sure, again, that they feel confident that if I can't get into the salon like a lot of people couldn't in 2020, I can still walk out in public and mm-hmm. feel confident in myself with my natural hair. And we have some people in our society that do not. It's like someone not being able to walk out without makeup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. We yeah. want them to feel comfortable if they have to, God forbid, they have to walk out, <laughs> you know, with their natural hair. And, and mm-hmm. most of the time somebody's going to say, oh, it looks really good. Mm-hmm. And if they don't, mm-hmm. I can't say the word on this <laughs> here, but they don't have to because it's not on yeah. their head and we're going to keep going. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. On the topic of that, what would you say to kids who are dealing with like bullying surrounding that? Because it is like a serious topic. Like, yeah. Do you have any, like, advice for kids going through that? Well, I would first like to talk to the parents. Mm -hmm. So, again, I went to predominantly white schools. My mom, say what you want, but my mom had my back. And my dad did did as well. Um, I I never worried about them coming to 
rescue me if I was being bullied in school. I've been called the N-word. I've been picked on. I haven't been invited to birthday parties for no other reason but besides my skin color. So I know what that's like. But the parents, the guardians, whoever that person is that the child lives with, that's who I would talk to first to say, believe your child, believe your child, get the information about the situation, encourage your child at home mm-hmm. to the point where it's just like, you know what, don't listen to them. And it doesn't start when the bullying starts, right? It starts when they're babies, yeah. toddlers, before they get, before society has their hold on them. And so once, if the parent is doing that, and then, then we go down to the child, right? So if, if a girl comes and is like, you know, they're, they're really bullying me, it's like, well, what do you believe about you? And let's talk about what you believe about you. So if you believe, if you believe what they're saying, then, okay, let's talk about that. But if you know, like, wait, I'm beautiful, I'm smart, I'm a great athlete, I am a great speller, I'm winning all of the math competition, or maybe I'm just getting by. Right. (laughs) Um, That was science for me. (laughs) But but you're still worth and you still have a purpose. So regardless of what society and what these other crumb snatchers are saying about you, you can't believe the negative that they're saying about you because they're trying to figure it out, too. So look at where they're coming from. Like if they're not confident in their themselves, how if they're always coming to you and and putting you down, that says a lot about where they are. And you can kind of get to the point where it's just like, OK, you got something going on with you. I'm not going to listen to you. I know who I am becoming. I am worth someone speaking nice to me. I am worth someone encouraging me. I, I have a purpose in this world. And I think when you understand that you have a purpose with the naysayers say about you doesn't really have as much weight as we give it because that's not that's only holding me back if I pay too much attention to it and then the community comes in and and again stands alongside the parents and the child and says yeah you are worth it like who told you you weren't that person they have something going on with them that they need to address so mm-hmm. let's let's work on finding out what your purpose is i hope i don't want to sound like it's that simple mm-hmm. But that would be the, what I would tell a child, like, you are worth more than what this person is saying about you, and you have a purpose. So let's figure out what that is, and let's just explore. Life is so precious, and life is so fun when we have the access to things mm-hmm. um, and when we are able to just do. And mm-hmm. so places like the library, I see how many kids come through these different, the different libra- mm-hmm. libraries that I, I, I visit. It's just like, you, you guys are doing the Lord's work. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like they have access because some yeah. kids don't have it at home. They don't. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. just like they have the access. They have wonderful people that believe in them and mm-hmm. that can speak into their life. I think um, keep coming to the library. Yes, please. <laughs> one thing. We, we approve of that message. Yes. <laughs> right. Let's see. Forgotten where we are on this list. We're all over the place. We are, all and, over the but place. it's great. This is great content, <laughs> great conversation. I'm loving it. Um, oh, we could talk about Black History Month. We could. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, we have a couple of questions. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Um, let's see here. Do you have anything specific that your organization does um, to celebrate, educate, or promote anything for Black History Month? So I, I wouldn't say that our um, Change the World with Her is a Black History Month specific mm-hmm. um, program, but it is happening during Black History Month. Um, we also share fun facts about dead and alive people because a lot of times folks are like history. So you mm-hmm. got to focus on the ML. We all see the posters in schools where it's just like MLK. Um, sometimes you'll see Thurgood Marshall. You'll see the people that are are dead. They did great things. So I'm not saying exclude them. But sometimes that detaches our youth from like, well, that was a long time ago. And that sometimes why do we celebrate Black History Month? That's a long time ago. And it's just like, it's not. But also there are people present day, 2000s, the mm-hmm. year you were born, young, young man, young, young woman, <laughs> young, young person that are doing amazing things. You're, the first black president may have been born in the year that you are not born was the first black president in the year that you were born. And so it's just like, he's still alive. Why can't we talk about him, his wife? The person who created the Nerf gun was a black man. The Nerf gun. Who doesn't? I have a Nerf gun. Interesting (laughs) fact. The first person to create a console for video gaming, also a black man. A black man. Exactly. (laughs) And so... We don't necessarily have other events during Black History Month. I think Salt Lake County um, does a great job and the organizations within it do a great job at um, other events that are possible or that happen in the county and around the state. Um, So we promote those. We share fun facts and um, we really just see what the kids want to learn about Black history. I think it's very important, and I'm very excited that we have an ethnic studies commission at the state level now so that a curriculum can definitely be developed to make sure that everyone knows about not just Black history, because the month after February is women's history, right? Mm -hmm. And we have Asian American or Asian History Month. We have Pacific Islander. Like, we have all these different cultures that we could celebrate throughout the year. And I think it's very important that we see value in that, that it's not just the American story doesn't just encompass a a certain type of person. And when you don't see people, they notice that you don't see them. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's not just, oh, we're we're all Americans. Yes, we are. Mm -hmm. And who and and what group, what are all the different groups contributing to Mm -hmm. to this wonderful land that we live in? Mm -hmm. My favorite thing about America is that there's so many ways to be American. Mm-hmm. And it's all like it wow. all adds on to each other. Yes. And it makes everything better. Yes. It does. So I hope that answered the question about what we do during Black <laughs> History Month. It does. Also mm-hmm. why it's important. Yes. <laughs> and um I definitely encourage not just educators and administrators in schools. But parents, like, diversify your, your library, your at-home mm-hmm. library. If all the characters in the books look like you, that is something you can change. You have access to changing that. Mm-hmm. If, correct me if I'm wrong, but the library does have a used book sale. Mm-hmm. Yep. A couple, maybe I think twice a year, once a year. So I think we have one or two big ones, but most libraries have books for sale all the time. And they're like 50 cents. They're pretty cheap. Yep. I have used them. (laughs) I'm telling y'all. 
<laughs> I, my tax dollars, I'm going to go where my tax dollars go now. Okay. But we welcome I, you. Come on. Right? Yeah. right? The fire department has, has gotten a visit as well. Uh, I learned how to use a fire extinguisher. Nice. But um, you can, on a, on a minimal budget, you can diversify your library at home. Or when you go to the library to pick out books for your child or they're picking out, you say you have, I mean, not, I'm not saying control your children, right? But <laughs> you have a, suge- a really high power to suggest, hey, I want you to pick one book that you really like and a new book from, by a different author that we should just read together. Like you have mm-hmm. that power to do that. Or you pick the book and you read it with them. Like you have that power as a guardian, as a parent, as a grandparent to pour into the, the, the child's life. Like you, you can do that. And it doesn't really cost you much, especially if you have a library card. Exactly. <laughs> Most powerful card you'll ever have. <laughs> Does it cost like what? $3.99? <laughs> and they, one thing, because I, I do have somewhat of a list of books that I want to get for me, mm-hmm. but, and I think y'all need to get more of them. So <laughs> that's why I'm coming. I'm like, I got a little list that I might email. Uh, there is a section on the website if I'm... Mm-hmm. Correct. Like that you can to, you can recommend like um, purchases for oh. for the libraries. Mm-hmm. You no, can fill I, out a form and recommend like if you there's an author you really think yeah. we should look into um, or any title or something like that. Can I do that just by talking to somebody? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah I'm a little old school. Yeah, <laughs> that's the problem. That's sometimes okay. no, you know, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, that that's why we have people. That's yeah. Like, yeah. You know exactly. <laughs> yeah, definitely where we have things missing that we should have. Like we want to know that sort of yeah. stuff. Yeah. We can't keep track of anything. There's yeah. way too much stuff published right. for us mm-hmm. to keep yeah. track of exactly. it all. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But we also make sure we have like a collection that represents everyone. Yeah. So yeah mm-hmm. There's like a book or an author or even like a movie that someone's yeah. like, you know what? I want to see this because it like is someone that looks like me. Like we want to know. Mm-hmm. That's why when I do like book displays, I make sure that at least like 65 to 70% are people that don't look like me mm-hmm. because I want to make sure that everyone's getting represented. Yeah. Exactly. And I think our our county library, I I am bragging on y'all because the (laughs) county library is dope, but you do a great job. Our book club, again, our first two books came from the county libraries. So very accommodating, Mm -hmm. especially like you can go to them or I was in Mill Creek at the time and I went, hey, can we get, you know, a certain amount of copies? And then we were able to say, hey, if you want a copy, you either go to Mill Creek or they can ship it to your library if they don't have it there. So definitely a great resource that I hope everyone continues to use. I hope so too. Yeah. <laughs> I love my job. Yeah, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a good organization too about diversifying your shelves. I think it's called Read Diverse Books. We need diverse books. We need, yeah. Yeah. And they have like a little search engine that you can use and you can type in like what you're looking for. And it'll bring up all these diverse books, like different like families and different abilities um, Mm -hmm. and different identities. And it's a really good resource for like kids and for parents. That's awesome. Yep. I hope you guys put that in like wherever you put your podcast. (laughs) All these resources that folks have access to. Here's the link. Yes. We love convenience, don't we? We do. Yes. (laughs) All right. Well. 
I think that's all the questions. Did anybody have an extra question pop up as we were talking? Do you have any like media recommendations for Black History Month? Like are there like black authors or artists or like filmmakers or musicians that you really love that you want to tell us about? Going back to the Black Cultural Center at the University of Utah, during 2020, they comprised a list that I use to recommend people and I'll send it to you all. But it has all of that, like movies, mm-hmm. books, artists. Um, and throughout the, the month of February, we'll be recommending some folks. Um, my musical selection that I would say, I like The Roots, um, the group called The Roots. Mm-hmm. Um, they're a very soulful sound. Um, I've gotten into Mahalia Jackson. Oh, God. She's, yes. a, she's deceased. <laughs> yeah. But her voice. Um, is just amazing. And she has a story during the civil rights era. Like she was a part of that as well um, in regards to music, because music we know was a big part um, within churches, on buses, walking, people sang. Mm -hmm. Um, She's an artist that, she's an old artist, but I really appreciate her sound. Um, She's a gospel artist, but her sound just is amazing. Gives me goosebumps. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Um, but I tend to recommend that list to some people just if we're like starting out. So what do you say starting out? There's, like I said, books, um, movies, all of those types of things that parents can look at and then pick from a list. So I'll, I'll share that with you all and you can use it as a resource. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for coming to talk to us. It was great having you. Thank you for having me. I thoroughly enjoyed my time. You guys gave me like, I, I haven't talked all day. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm tired now. I'm like, okay, I can eat dinner and just go back on my computer now. Um, so we will post links to Curly Me in the show notes, as well as links to other resources. If you want to listen to more of this podcast, we have new and old episodes available wherever you listen to podcasts. We're everywhere. You can find us, I promise. <laughs> Um, also, we would love to hear from you. If you have any questions, any comments, feel free to email us at shelvespodcast at slcolibrary.org. Um, and make sure you check out Curly Me's website for more information about how you can get involved or any events they have going on. In case you missed it, we only said it a few times. It's curlyme.org. It is. <laughs> www.curlyme.org. <laughs> Got to get it in there. That's right. <laughs> it's repetition. It mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. It like is. maybe I missed. Where, what was the second word? <laughs> and that's it for today. Next month, we will be doing an episode for Women's History Month. I think we're still finalizing our guests, so I won't say too much, but it should be super fun. We'll talk to you next month. Bye. 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 <laughs> <laughs>